0: Father, you have uh, sent your son Jesus to us and, and rescued us from sin. Uh, you have sent your spirit to us, called us to faith. Uh, you've gathered us here today through your spirit and by your spirit. Uh, we thank you for your presence with us. Uh, as we continue our sermon series on uh, what worship is all about, we pray that, that you would be present with us now as we uh, hear about and reflect on and celebrate uh, the gifts that you bring to us in the sacraments. Bless Uh, All that that you have come uh, to do for us here today, in Jesus' name, amen. So Pastor Brandt asked if I was going to let you guys uh, be seated for the sermon. I'm actually thinking it might be kind of neat to try something a little different today. You know, there are some traditions where the congregation actually stands, the whole service, and then the pastor, I think, actually gets to sit down. Um, That's the way Jesus did it, in fact. We're doing old school. No, just kidding. You can have a seat. A couple concerned faces there for a second. <laughs> Grace and mercy and peace be yours uh, from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we find ourselves in week three um, of this series that we've been doing uh, this month. We're calling it Old School because we're trying to kind of go back to the basics of worship as we uh, look forward to the move over to the St. Lawrence Worship and Event Center. We want to make sure that that our hearts are in the right place, that we're thinking of all of this uh, the way God does and the way that he uh, desires us to as well. So uh, what's worship all about? A couple of weeks ago, uh, that question was answered for us by a sinful woman in Luke chapter 7 uh, who came to Jesus to worship him in kind of an interesting way that we don't usually think of worship, and yet we heard that uh, that is the the highest worship of Christ, uh, Luke chapter 7. And she taught us that the heart of worship is what? Repentance. That was better than last week. Very good. The heart of worship is repentance. Worship is all about uh, us coming to Jesus and uh, giving him our our broken and contrite spirit, knowing that that he uh, always is ready and eager to forgive Uh, And then we also talked about how worship has two parts to it, right? There's kind of two basic things that are happening in worship. There's the sacrificial part. There's the stuff that we do uh, when we come and and offer up a sacrifice of worship to him. We're going to talk about that next week. Uh, But today and and last week, we're focusing on the sacramental side of worship, uh, what God is doing for us. And so uh, what he's doing for us is, is working faith in our hearts. He's bringing us his gifts of, of forgiveness of sins, of, of life and salvation. Last week we looked at the word of God in worship, how God uses his word both written and proclaimed uh, to come to us and, and to cut us and, and to comfort us and to speak life into our lives and to point us continually to Jesus. Now today, the aspect of uh, the sacramental side of worship that we're going to be looking at are actually called the sacraments. Uh, So for for a lot of us, um, what I'm about to share is going to be review, at least in part, but uh, as is often the case, I pray always the case, whenever God speaks to us in his word, there's always something new uh, for each one of us as well. At Connect here, uh, specifically, the sacraments are a big part of what we do, of what, of what God is doing here. They're a huge priority for us, and that might make Connect a little bit different uh, than other places you may have worshipped in the past. So I'd like to share today uh, why the sacraments are such a big deal for us and exactly what gifts God is giving to us in worship through them. So I'd invite you, um, let's see, mine's buried here somewhere. Maybe yours is too. Get out your sermon outline, if you would, just on that insert there. And I invite you, uh, as we do every week, uh, to fill in the blanks, uh, follow along where we're at, uh, and jot down some notes. And we're just going to jump right into uh, the sacraments here. So first of all, we have kind of three basic points today. The first one is this, that the sacraments are holy mysteries, Uh, The word sacrament is actually a a Latin translation of the Greek word mysterion, uh, the word for mystery. So what we call sacraments are these specific, holy, mysterious gifts that God gives to us that, that we cannot fully understand. What God teaches us about these sacraments uh, gives us quite a bit to say about them. So when our church speaks about the sacraments, we're referring to a holy mystery given to us by God that, that specifically meets three criteria. And those are, are listed for you there in your sermon outline. Now, the first is that a sacrament is instituted by Christ. It, it's something that Jesus himself did and, and then told us to do. Second, A sacrament includes a particular promise of the forgiveness of sins, a promise that when we partake of that sacrament, that God is pouring out his grace and mercy on us in a special way. Third, a sacrament involves a physical element, uh, where our, our spiritual God, who's beyond our senses, comes to us and interacts with us using our senses, and so applying this definition, this recipe, uh, there, are, there are two sacraments. There are two holy mysteries through which God pours out his grace and his gifts on us in worship. And those sacraments are what? Baptism, Baptism and communion. <laughs> Baptism is a, a holy washing. Communion is a holy meal. In baptism, God washes us clean of our sins. He he calls us his own. He gives us the gifts of of faith and his Holy Spirit. In communion, Jesus feeds us with his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. In baptism, as we just heard, the Apostle Paul says that that we're buried with Christ into his death so that we will share in his resurrection. In communion, uh, the Apostle Paul says that we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And as all of this is happening, as all of these gifts are are being so graciously and abundantly given, it doesn't look like much to the untrained eye. It looks like plain old water being poured over the head of a little baby. It looks like people munching on a a little uh, bread-like, at least, wafer and drinking a, a little sip of wine. But as these very plain, everyday things are happening here in our worship... God is working wonders. And so it's no wonder that, that baptism and communion are, are sacraments, that they're these holy mysteries as, as God mysteriously and beautifully gives us his gifts of, of forgiveness and eternal life and, and rescue from death and hell in these incredibly ordinary looking ways. The fact that God uses these ordinary things to give us these extraordinary gifts Uh, has led the church over the centuries to refer to the sacraments as means of grace. And that's our our second point in your outline today. Now, there are two words there uh, that we should probably define. Uh, First, means of grace, kids, uh, obviously, does not mean that the sacraments are mean, as in they're not nice, right? Are you guys ever mean to your brother or sister or something like that? No, probably not, right? I'm sure you're not. Are your brothers or sisters ever mean to you? Yeah, it's kind of weird how that works, huh? But when we say the sacraments are means of grace, we're not talking about mean like that, you know, not mean like an unkind or something like that. Now, we're saying that they are are means as in something used to bring about something else. Uh, So we might say, you know, I got from the airport to my hotel by means of Uber, Or you might hear in the news about the House Committee on Ways and Means. Or we might say that that something is so important that it should be accomplished by any means necessary. That God uses the sacraments as means of grace means that He uses them to give us His grace. So, what do we mean by grace? The word grace means something free something that is a complete gift. In this case, we're talking about the forgiveness of sins. We're talking about the eternal life with God that, that comes along with that forgiveness, something that, that we certainly don't deserve, something that we cannot earn at all, but that God freely, literally freely gives to us because of what Jesus has done for us through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. God pours out his grace on us through the sacraments in a real and big And special way. So one might ask at this point wait, are you saying that we get God's grace only through the sacraments? What do you think? No. Of course not. You know, God's grace is far bigger, is is far greater than we can ever imagine. And he shows us and he gives us his grace daily in, in ways big and small through the beauty of his creation, through encouraging words from our brothers and sisters in Christ. When we're hurting and we need God's grace, it's right there in that very moment. When we pray each day for his forgiveness, we have it right then. So I'm not saying here that the sacraments are the only way that God gives us his grace. But what I am saying is that the sacraments are the main way that God gives us his grace. The sacraments are where God promises to give us his grace. They are his delivery vehicles and they deliver the goods every single time. The sacraments are something that we can always come back to. And know beyond a shadow of a doubt that something holy and mysterious is happening there. That God is actively forgiving our sins, applying his mercy to our lives, reforming our hearts. And so with confidence, we remember and and we cling to our baptism, knowing that we are God's children and that his spirit dwells inside of us. With eagerness and faith, we come forward to receive the body and blood of Jesus because we know that with those gifts... We are also being given a new start, forgiveness, strength for our bodies and souls, and, and new mercies every week. A man once asked his pastor, If God is everywhere, why go to church? You know, I, in the prayer last week, I said something about, you know, how it's easy to say, Oh, I can feel closer to God in the woods than in church or something like that, right? So if God's everywhere, why go to church? The pastor answered, The whole atmosphere is filled with water. But when you want to drink, you must go to a fountain or a well. Worship here with God's people, God's church, is that fountain, that well. Specifically, God's word and the sacraments are the places where God delivers that life-giving, life-saving water. The word and the sacraments are where God locates himself and where he can be found where he actively forgives us and makes us new, where we receive God's grace in ways that we don't anywhere else. Because Jesus comes to us here in ways that he doesn't anywhere else. And that's really what it's all about in the end. The sacraments are all about Jesus. Ever since Connect began almost seven years ago, uh, the same title has appeared in our service folders when it becomes time for communion. It's there again today. Christ's gifts in Holy Communion. The sacraments are his gifts to us. They are about what he is giving to us. They are about what he is doing for us. And what he is doing for us is possible because of what he has already done for us. It shouldn't surprise us that he so generously gives to us in the sacraments because he so generously gave of his very life for us on the cross. The forgiveness that he pours out on us in baptism and and distributes to us in communion was one for us on Calvary. The sacraments may very well be holy mysteries, but the holiest mystery of all is that the Son of God would love us enough to give up everything to bring about our resurrection from the dead. And then he's gracious enough to come to us here again and again and again to share his mercies with us anew and and to feed us and to heal us and to forgive us here in this place. And he does it in ways that we can taste and and see and and smell and, and feel and hear. Here in worship, you can know for certain that Jesus has come to you and has given you his gifts no matter what God is is using to do that. No matter who God is using to give his gifts, no matter what the voice of the pastor sounds like or, or whose hands are giving you his life-giving body and blood, it is Jesus who is speaking and giving and saving. It always has been and it always will be, no matter what. So when you hear the pastor say at the beginning of the service, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, remember your baptism. And how you belong to Jesus, having been washed clean of your sins and joined with him in his death. So that you will join with him in his resurrection. When you come up here in, in just a little bit to take communion with your brothers and sisters and the faith gathered here. Know that your sins are gone. That you go back to your seats, you go back to your homes brand new. And when you go home this week, I'd encourage you to take that, that connect insert with the sermon outline. Take that with you. Turn it over. Uh, there's some, some stuff I put together for you to uh, kind of review your notes from the message today and then uh, look at those discussion questions. Dive into God's word and, and hear more about what he has to say about the sacraments. Uh, come to him in prayer. Spend some time uh, with those this week. And then come back again and again and again to worship where the gifts of worship will always be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. As I said, next week, uh, we'll be finishing up our sermon series with the sacrifice of worship. We've been talking a lot about uh, what God does for us in worship. Now, what is our role as we respond to him with thankfulness and praise? Until then, may the peace of God, which transcends our understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. And now, uh, before we worship the Lord with our offerings, I, I want to say a very uh, heartfelt thank you to all of you who have been so supportive these last few weeks as Emily and I have been considering this call that we have. Uh, we want to thank you for your diligent prayers. And I'd like to take a, a moment to share with you a letter uh, that I shared with Pastor Brand a few days ago and that I've shared with uh, all of the people at, at the, uh, the services this weekend. Very dear brothers and sisters in Christ at St. Lawrence, a month ago I was informed by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bend, Oregon, that their congregation had voted to extend a call to me to serve as senior pastor. After constant prayer and careful consideration, I've been led to accept the call to Trinity and request a peaceful release from my call here to St. Lawrence. This has been a very trying and even painful time for me and for Emily. There have been so many important factors to consider, from the Connect Services exciting move to the St. Lawrence Worship and Event Center to the retirement of Pastor Brandt at the end of next year, to Trinity's needs and the ministry opportunities there, to more personal family considerations. I believe that from the beginning we've approached this process not inadvisedly or lightly, but reverently and deliberately. Though it has been far from an easy decision, the Holy Spirit has led us to a place of, of peace, clarity, and conviction. I'm thankful for the hours upon hours of conversation with our St. Lawrence pastoral team and many other mentors and dear friends who have helped us to wrestle with God's will in all of this. I am wholly convinced that the future of St. Lawrence and of Connect is very bright and is in very good hands. As much as it pains me not to be a part of that ministry going forward as I had always envisioned and desired. I am thrilled for what God is going to continue to do here among all of you. We will miss St. Lawrence, the Frankenmuth community, and each one of you dearly. Both on our vicarage and over these last seven years, you have been our family and have embraced and supported us in ways that we never could have imagined. We are both surprised by and excited for the new ministry to which God is calling us in bend. At the same time, there is sweet sorrow in our hearts to be leaving here. We love you all. Thank you for how you have loved us. From Hebrews 13, now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever amen <laughs> and i now deliver the letter to you pastor Ryan. thank you
1: So this was the hardest one for you to deliver, I think. Uh, Pastor Adams has uh, meant so much in our whole congregation, of course, but I know especially um, here in our Connect worship. And you might as well go be seated, because I'm going to talk for a little while. <laughs> He's been instrumental in bringing this worship service to where it is now and, and leading us to the place where uh, we've been able to construct a, a marvelous uh, facility Uh, for worship, and we thank you uh, for your leadership in all of those areas, uh, Pastor Adams. Uh, I think you know, I hope you know, this is a tremendously difficult uh, decision uh, for Pastor Adams um, to reach. Yet can we say together this was the right decision? it, It doesn't feel right in a lot of ways, but anytime God leads, it is the right decision. And so I certainly want, I've already expressed this to Pastor Adams, and, and, and I want you to know too that I, while I don't like the decision, I'm fully supportive of it. And, and I pray that, that each one of us, before too long, uh, will be able to say the same thing. And I think the, uh, the applause that you gave is a good, good start in that direction. So the next question, I guess, is, is what now? And please be assured that uh, we're already working on ways to uh, to plug some of the holes in, um, that that will be left when when Pastor Adams um, moves. Obviously, we can't take care of all of them, otherwise we wouldn't have needed him in the first place. But uh, we can. Uh, we'll work at making sure all of the things get done that need to be done. Our ministry council uh, was prepared for this possibility, and. Uh, the intent is just to uh, maybe set this aside for a little bit. We'll, we'll do what we need to do to, uh, to keep everything going. Uh, but we're already well down the road with the process of, of calling our next administrative pastor. Um, our call committee has submitted names to our, our district president, and, and he will be returning a call list any time now we think. And so uh, ministry council is going to continue with that process and um, fill that position of administrative pastor and then be able to turn their attention to um, a permanent replacement for Pastor Adams. Meanwhile, um, they're not leaving tomorrow. Uh, we'll be around for a little while yet. I, uh, plans are not definitely set. We've got some idea of when the last weekend might be and, 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 w- and we want to make sure that we get those details out and we will just as soon as possible. And also we want to make sure that we have ample opportunity to, uh, to bid farewell to, to Pastor and Emily and Anna and Ethan and uh, we'll make sure that uh, that can happen in an appropriate way. So now we pray God's blessings. Um, on you, on the ministry at Trinity. We'll do that kind of half-heartedly, but we pray God's blessings on the, on the ministry. There's somebody from Trinity here, so uh, we'll, yeah, we'll mob him later, uh, but we'll, we'll continue to pray for their ministry as well and certainly for the ministry that will continue here at St. At Lawrence. In fact, maybe I'd like to do that right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this man standing here and for his family sitting there and and for what they have meant uh, in our congregation and in our community. And we pray, Lord, as as they have made this uh, very difficult decision, that you will bless uh, that decision, their remaining time here as as they take care of matters, uh, ministry matters and personal and, and family matters. We pray, Lord, your blessing on them on Trinity as, as they anticipate the arrival of, of their wonderful new pastor and his family and also your blessing on the ministry uh, as it continues here. Lord, we, uh, we trust in you. We count on you. We give all thanks and praise to you. Praying in your name, amen. Bless you.